Welcome. We're so glad you're starting 2021 on a Sunday here at Crossroads. And no, you're not seeing double. This is the second service in a row. The youth pastor, Eric, and I dressed exactly the same way. We're not trying to do it, but man, great minds. Think alike, baby. You, it's scary. Um, he makes it look good. Anyway. Welcome. We're so glad that we're, you're here, and uh, I think we can all say, or at least most of us can say, we are glad 2020 is over. Uh, some folks have said, no, it's been a great year, but I think a lot of us, it's been a challenging year. Uh, a lot of havoc has come. It could be in the, term, in the form of uh, just job security or situations. Uh, things have changed for a lot of people. Their industries have changed. Their positions have changed. Their finances have been affected. Um, the stream of incomes have changed. It's affected our relationships, whether that's being in isolation and away from people and missing people or being isolated with people and being too close to people. That can be a problem. Um, it's affected a lot of us health-wise or people we know and um, the, just the challenge of staying healthy these days. We've had lost uh, loved ones that have been sick and even died. You might be able to say, you know, a year ago, I'm just not where I was then uh, in my spiritual development and growth and my relationship with the Lord. So here's what I believe. Here's what I've been praying for every single one of you and praying for our church that 2021 is the year of a comeback. I've been praying that God is going to do a significant change and breakthrough in each of our lives this coming year. I'm praying that he's going to do a breakthrough powerfully in this church and through this church to our community this year. Now, when I say comeback, that has um, sort of a dirty word for Atlanta sports fans. You know what I'm talking about. I don't need to go there. The Super Bowl still stings. But for a lot of people, comeback's a good thing, right? So we got a picture of a boxer up there. Just think of Rocky when you think of comeback, okay? That's a, that's a good story. When I say that 2021 can be the year of a comeback for you and I, here's what I don't say. I, I think it has a lot less to do about what happens to us this year and a lot more about how we respond to what happens to us this year. Because here's what I believe. God is the God of comebacks. God is the one who takes those things that are broken and makes them whole. God is the one who restores things that are lost. And God is the one who tells beautiful stories of redemption that takes us from a low place and elevates his name and brings glory to his name through us. He's been telling comeback stories from biblical times, from the beginning of time, and in our, in our times today. I want to just briefly give the mic to Don uh, many of you know Don, one of the leaders in our church, and let him tell you his comeback story. Hello, good morning, church. My name is, good morning, that's my wife right there. Uh, my name is Donald Trammell, a grateful believer and servant of the Lord and Jesus Christ. My story is like uh, that of the prodigal son. I came to faith at a very young age, started a family with three children, that we had enrolled in private Christian school, and God had blessed that decision in a great way. We joined the church and began to serve the Lord in ministries such as Awana's, did bus ministry, sang in the choir, but unfortunately, I gave God what I deemed reasonable in my mind, always holding on to things of the world. Then in my early 30s, I went through four to five life-changing events, we'll call excuses, that took my eyes off of God. So for the next 15 years, I ventured further and further from God. I had gotten completely to the point that I had lost everything that had any meaning to a person, feeling exactly like the prodigal son sifting through the hog trough. 
I had gained several chemical dependencies, including opioids and meth. Fortunately, the Holy Spirit never stopped chasing me. A little more than four years ago, I came through these doors and did a 180, and there was God right where he always was, right with me. That's right. I'm now uh, celebrating four years of sobriety. There's God. He, he blessed me with an amazing home to grow in my faith. He gave me my wife after he provided me with an awesome marriage counselor in Kathy Berry. Ryan Berry, her husband, led me through Impact Ministries, gave me the desire to study more. I am now in my fourth semester in Faith Bible Institute. Pastor Rod led me and Penny in discipleship training also, and the Lord prepared relationships, I believe, that were lost forever. A small group that with Daryl and Wanda as the leaders that is awesome to do life with and serve the Lord with. The Lord has given me peace and joy I never imagined a person could have. Through Celebrate Recovery as a leader, I have seen God's grace work in so many other lives. By serving others, I have gained more blessings than I can describe. We truly serve an awesome God. Thank you for letting me share. Praise God. When God tells a story, he tells a good story, doesn't he? That's an awesome God comeback story. We praise God for that, for Don's uh, working in Don's life. And, and I hope we never get tired of hearing those kind of stories. We're going to be looking uh, this series at some comebacks that God did in people's lives, just like he did in Don's life. So if you got your Bible, we're going to look at the, the story of Moses and the comeback story God told through his life. But we're not going to turn to Exodus, where you would uh, read about Moses. We're actually going to go to um, Acts chapter 7. A man named Stephen told his story. If we were going to go to Exodus, we'd have to like host a telephone on and take all the time to read all those passages, so I didn't think you'd want that. So we're going to go to the abbreviated cliff note version in Acts chapter 7, and it says this, at that time Moses was born and was no ordinary child. For three months he was cared for by his family. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. So what's happening here is Moses is born while the Israelites are in bondage and in slavery to the Egyptians. And Pharaoh grows uh, jealous of them and, and fearful of the, the growth of the uh, Israelites. So he, he orders that every boar, boy born during this time to be killed. Uh, Moses' parents hide him and then send him down the river. Moses, uh, Pharaoh's daughter grabs him, and he begins to be raised in that place. And he's described as no ordinary child. It's a significant phrase. One commentator calls it, he was beautiful to God. And it sort of sets the description in the scene that, that Moses was God's chosen deliverer, that God was going to use him to bring his enslaved people out of slavery. He was born into slavery, yet raised in influence, clearly gifted by God and set apart for the purpose of delivering the Israelites from slavery. Now, that's a good start to a story, right? Moses had it going on. And you can probably look back to a time in your life and say, listen, things were good then. Things were going fine. They weren't perfect, but I feel like I was on the right track. You might be able to go back as close to 2019 and say, man, things were going good. Then 2020 hit, and a setback occurred. Can I tell you, Moses had the similar thing happen to him. He had a, he had a setback as well. It goes on to say this. When Moses was 40 years old, by an Egyptian, so he went to his defense and avenged him by killing the Egyptian. 
Moses thought that his own people would realize that, he, that God was using him to rescue them. So here is, a, is an amazing uh, critical moment in Moses' life. He really believed, he knew that God had raised him up for this purpose of delivering the, the Israelites from slavery. He knew that was his purpose. And so when this, this event occurred, he was wedding the people of Israel to rally around him and say, now is our time to be set free by God. The next four words say this. But they did not. Moses, in an attempt to, to rally the people and, and if discover God's purpose of being freed from slavery, they don't respond. In fact, it says this. If I can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, Moses came upon two Israelites who were fighting. He tried to reconcile them by saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you want to hurt each other? But the man who was mistreating the other pushed Moses aside and said, Who made you the ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? Moses was rejected. This moment that he thought was God's ordained moment to deliver his people, nobody rallied to him. No one saw Moses as the deliverer. And the big thing that Moses knew in his heart that God had created him to do wasn't happening. You ever been there? You feel like, man, this is why I'm here. This is my purpose. And yet for some reason, it's just not happening the way you thought it was or in the time you thought it should or the people that are around you just don't recognize what should be. Where he settled as a foreigner and had two sons. Seeing that his plan didn't work, Moses had to get out of town. He fled for his life. And, and I do want to go to the passage in, in Exodus now and, and read you a verse because it explains what Moses was thinking and why he chose to leave. It says, Then Moses was afraid and thought, What I did, the killing of the Egyptian, what I did must have become known. When Pharaoh heard this, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian. Moses Man, he has a significant setback in his life. He's, he's accused of murder. He's wrongly murdered someone. He should be put on trial and, and, and sentenced because of his murderous act. And so instead of facing that, he flees for his life. And in doing so, he leaves his family. He leaves his home. He leaves his people. He leaves his purpose. And, and can I be honest with you? He might even be lost in his faith. He escapes with only his life. And he thought, he thought he would never recover from what happened. He thought that this failure would be final. He thought, this is it. God's done with me. My purpose is over. I've blown it, and there's no coming back. But can I tell you something? You don't have a comeback without a setback. You don't have a comeback without a setback. Every single one of us knows what it's like to have the sting of a setback in our life. And we wonder, maybe like Moses did, is this it? Is God through with me? Is my purpose over? Is this the final straw? Have I missed out my window of opportunity? Have I'm just going to just not get what God has for me in this life? Am I going to miss it? Can I tell you something? You can still have it. God's not through with you yet. The story hadn't been told. The setback is not the end. The setback is only the setback before the comeback. Can I tell you something? In order to have your comeback, 
you might have to let go of something in order to get there. Moses had to let go of some things. He had to, he had to leave Egypt. He had to let go of some things. Now, I'm not asking, I don't think God's asking you to pick up and move in order to, to get your, your comeback. But I do believe there's some things that we hang on to that we, God might be asking us to let go of. If we're going to have a year of comeback, and this is going to be a defining moment in our lives where you and I are forever changed and we're different and we're living in step with God's purpose in our life, then you and I might have to let go of a few things. You and I might need to have to let go of the same attitude we've hung on to for years and years and years. We might have to let go of the same habits that we've created in our life. We might have to let go of the priorities that we've been living by because, listen, the, de the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and over again and expecting different results. God says, listen, if you want a breakthrough this year, and I believe he's got one for you, then you need to let go of that attitude or that thing that's happened in your past or that, that habit that's keeping you down, that sin that's getting in the way. There's something that you're hanging on to. And God says, listen, now it's time you let go of it. Moses had to let go of his dream. Can you imagine that? Knowing that you were born as the deliverer of your people and he has to walk away from Egypt out into a desert place called Midian. And I'm sure he thought, no way, I'm the deliverer. I blew it. You had to let go of that dream. You and I have to let go of something in order to have a breakthrough. We might have to let go of a, of a bad habit. We might need to let go of a traumatic experience, something that you've hung on to from your past, and it keeps weighing on you and weighing on you and defining you and telling you that you'll never change and telling you that, that this is who you are and that there's no breaking out of it. You might have to let go of that. You might have to let go of some hurtful, vicious words that still you are, and it's just not true. Some of us might have to let go of a poor self-image, believing things about us that, that, that aren't true. And in God's eyes, he says, listen, if you're going to go on and have a breakthrough with me, you let go of that. So God sends Moses into this desert place, Midian, and he has a family and, and some good things happen to him. But I want you to see the next verse. After 40 years had passed, let me stop right there. 40 years. 40 years. That is, I don't care how old you are, that's a long time. That's a chunk of your life, right? 40 years. God sends Moses into this place of waiting. He sends him into this wilderness, and he does that on purpose. I want you to understand something, that God may have a season of waiting in your life before the breakthrough moment, and he puts you in that place of waiting on purpose. That there's a reason he's got you in the wilderness. There's a reason he's got you waiting, because God wants to do something in you in that place. Have you been waiting for a breakthrough? Have you been waiting 40 years? I hope you haven't. Can I tell you something? I don't know how long you've been waiting for the breakthrough, but you don't have to despair that it's coming. You don't have to worry. If God has a breakthrough in store for your life, you don't have to worry if he'll live up to his end of the bargain. I can promise you as sure as I'm standing here today that if God decrees a breakthrough for you, it's coming. 
it might just be stuck in the mail a little bit. Everybody have something still on order? You ever, you ever had a package arrive at your door and you ordered it so long ago, you don't remember what you ordered? And you're like, I have no idea what this is. It's like Christmas to yourself. It's awesome. You're like, what was that? Oh, yeah. I don't even want that anymore. No. Uh, guys, can I tell you something? God might have you in a waiting period. He might have you in the desert wilderness. He might have you in a place that you're wondering, God, why am I here? And why have things not changed? And what am I waiting for? Can I tell you it's not an accident that he's got you waiting? He's got you waiting for a very specific purpose. Because God took a hot-headed Moses who in in an impulse killed an Egyptian, believing that was his role as deliverer. He took a hot-tempered Moses and turned him to a man of patience. But in order to do that, he had to take him out of the palace and put him in the pasture. And he had to take him from leading a nation to leading sheep. And he had to take him from being a somebody to become a nobody. And he put him in that wilderness experience to take an elitist, educated elitist, and turn him into a shepherd, listen to this, so that he would be fit to shepherd his people. And when he went after that sheep that had gone astray and brought him back into the fold, he was learning lessons about how to take a a million people that he would lead out of Egypt and, and learn how to shepherd them and care for them and bring them back into the fold. God had purpose in it. There's purpose in the waiting. This was a breakthrough experience for Moses out in the desert. It changed him forever. And you know what that tells us? You and I are not defined by our past, but by God's presence in the present. I'm going to say that for you again. You are not defined by your past, but you are defined by God's presence in the present. If the living God is active in your life, then there is hope for you that you are not what you used to be and you're not what you are today, that his work with you is complete when you step into heaven. And until that day, he says, listen, I've got plans for you and plans to mold you and shape you. I've got, I've got you in the desert regions for a reason. And I don't know about you, but when I'm in the desert and I'm in waiting, I like to moan and complain and to wonder why and to blame. But if we would stop doing that and start looking around and say, God, what is it that you want me to see? What is it you're trying to shape in my life? I can promise you this. Every single person in this room and watching on the video, God wants to do something significant in you, and God wants to do something significant through you. I believe that with all my heart, that every single one of us, God has created us to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ, to be his disciple, and that God wants to use every single one of us to help shape other disciples in this world before he comes back. He wants to do something in you, and he wants to do something through you. I I promise you, your purpose is to be a disciple and to build other disciples. Can I challenge you not to see a a season of of waiting as a detour? 
to not see it as a pause button and, and you're just waiting to get back to your life and, and get on to the good stuff, that, that this pause button and this series of waiting isn't a, 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 way, a detour from God's plan, but it's actually a part of the process of discovering and being ready for his plan. It's preparation for his plan. I'm as guilty as anybody saying over and over and over again last year, man, I can't wait till things go back to what? Normal. I can't wait for things to go back to normal. Can I tell you something? God never wants things to go back to normal. He doesn't want things to go back, period. We're not people that go backwards. We're the people that go forwards. We're not the people that go back the way we used to be. We come back better than we've been. That's what the season in the wilderness is for, that we come out more in love with Jesus Christ, more fully devoted to him. Breakthrough is? Breakthrough. That's called a breakthrough. You want to see what Moses' breakthrough is? I'm going to show you in just a second. I want you to understand, when I'm talking about Moses and we hear from Don, this isn't just for certain people. This is for everybody. Do you believe you got a breakthrough coming this year? That's faith. People have just said, yes, that's faith. That's faith. Here's Moses' breakthrough. After 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to Moses in the flames of a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. When he saw this, he was amazed at the sight and went over to get a closer look. And he heard the Lord say, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses trembled and did not dare look. Then the Lord said to him, take off your sandals, for this place where you're standing is holy ground. I have indeed seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to set them free. Now come, I will send you back to Egypt. Here's his comeback right here. Moses had an encounter with the living God. You want to have a breakthrough in your life? Here's what you and I need. We need an encounter with the living God. Not an encounter with someone else, not through someone else, not because someone said something to me, not because anything, because the God of the history, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the creator God, the savior God, the sustaining God, he met with you. And he changes you. Man, it changed Moses. He was never the same guy because he met the living God. That's what God wants for 2021 for you and I. A personal encounter with him. And I love what his message is to Moses. I love what he says. The first thing he says is, listen, Moses, I see you. You've been in this desert place for 40 years and you've thought that you're all alone, but I gotta tell you something. I've been with you the whole time. In fact, this is holy ground because I've set up camp here and I'm here with you, whether you see me, whether you feel me, I am the God who is with you. If you know not against you, he's for you, with you. We just sang this. He is for you. He's not against you, he's for you and he's with you. He says, I see you. I see you in your desert place. I see you in your struggles. I see you when you're down. I see you when, when fears are trying to take over. I see you when anxiety is coming your way, and I'm with you. I'm the God who's with you. Don't doubt for a second the presence of the living God in your life if you know him as Savior. 
says, I see you. And the eyes of faith see God in the wilderness. The eyes of faith see him right there. His second message was, I send you. I send you. I see you, and I send you. I see you, and I send you. God saw the misery that was happening in Egypt and the torment and the oppression that they had fed for for generation after generation. Their people were in torment. And God says, I am not unaware of the suffering of this world. So Moses, now it's time for me to send you and do what I created you to do because I see the suffering, so I send you. What can I say to you, brothers and sisters? We are the church of Jesus Christ, and the power of the living God resides in us. And there's a world full of suffering that he says to you and I, I see the suffering, so I send you. I'm not going to wave my magic wand and fix it all. I'm going to send you, and you'll fix it in my name and by my power. I send you. This breakthrough that's coming for you, This breakthrough that's coming for me and for this church, it isn't just for us. It's for the people out there that need rescue. It's for the people out there that are suffering. It's for the people out there that he said, listen, I see you, and so I've sent you. Are you sent people, Crossroads? I didn't hear anything. Are you sent people, Crossroads? Okay. There's a world full of suffering. He says, I send you. What else I love about what he says, he says, I'll do this. He says, I'm going to send you, but it's going to be me doing it. I'm going to deliver my people. I'm going to cause the Red Sea to split. I'm going to cause the Nile to turn into blood. I'm going to send the frogs. I'm going to send the flies. I'm going to, in my timing, it's going to be done in the way I plan it. I'm going to orchestrate the events and I'm going to make it happen. All I need is somebody humble enough that says, I'll go do what you asked me to do. Back then, he found that in Moses. He took a little convincing. (laughs) Moses was reluctant, but he finally found in Moses someone humble enough to say, God, if you say go, I go. You know what I believe he's going to find in 2021 right here in Jefferson and Jackson County? People like you and I that are humble enough that'll be his errand boy and his errand girl that when God says, I need you to go and relieve the suffering in this place, that we go. That we go. I want you to understand something. God's not through with you. He's got purpose for you. He's got plans to work in you and through you. If you've been waiting for a while, if you've been in that season of wilderness for 10 10 years, 20 years, 40 years, I want you to understand something. Moses was 80 years old when God finally accomplished his purpose in his life. And it's never too late for a comeback with God. Listen to how this ends. This is the same Moses they had rejected. He was sent to be their ruler and delivered delivered by God himself. He led them out of Egypt and performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and for 40 years in the wilderness. God fulfills his purpose through Moses. God redeems and rescues his nation out of slavery, and he does it exactly the way he intended it. Moses couldn't have made this story up. You and I couldn't have dreamed it up. God who tells the stories of comebacks can, and he did. So let me ask you something. 
Do you believe God has a breakthrough in store for you? Yes. All right. Do you believe it's out there someday, somewhere, somehow, or do you believe this year can be the year that God has a breakthrough in store for your life? I don't believe it's arrogant to say yes to that. I believe that's faith speaking. When you say, yes, I believe my God is able, and he will. Our God is the God of comebacks. He's orchestrated time and again people delivered from addictions, people set free from sin, relationships restored, families made whole, healing from illness and recovering from financial ruin. Our God is the God of comebacks. Don't doubt for a minute that God can't fulfill his purpose in your life. Don't doubt for a minute that you're too far gone, that you've missed out on God's window of opportunity of being useful to him or growing close to him or serving him or living your life for him. It's not too late. This can be your time. I'm praying for each one of you. I'm praying for our church that this year would be a breakthrough year. I really believe there's breakthroughs in store. I'm going to ask you to identify what is the one thing that God's been pressing in on and said, this is what's keeping you from a breakthrough. What is the breakthrough you want to see in your life? This is just between you and the Lord. I don't need you to hand it to anybody or, or give it away. I just need you to think, through, God, right now, what is the breakthrough you're pressing in on my life? And I'm going to challenge you. We gave you space on the outline to write it down. Take a moment right now or when you get home to write down, this is the breakthrough I believe God is asking for in my life this year. And the reason I want you to write that down is we're going to keep coming back to this, this whole series, because there's things that might get in the way. But we're going to learn how to get that breakthrough in our life as we journey on with God. You got it? Do you know what that breakthrough God, this is important stuff. I believe you want to tell a new story this year in many people's lives. If we're honest, some of us have felt defeated this past year. Some of us have felt like we've gone backwards instead of forwards. Some of us have felt like we've missed our opportunity and that you're done with us. God, convince us that the eyes of faith see you actively alive in our working, in our presence, in your presence in our lives right now. That faith says, our God is the God of comebacks. And he's not through with me yet. God, to make us ripe and ready for a breakthrough. I want you to speak to your people. I want you to ask this question to the Lord and say, is there anything, God, I need to let go of in order to have this breakthrough? Will you ask God that right now in all sincerity? God, what am I needing to let go of in order to see you work in my life? God, would you give them the faith to let go? Your scripture is true. It says, Cast your cares upon you, 
because of, on me because you care. I care for you. God's saying, listen, give it to me. I, you don't need to carry that anymore. I, I'm the one designed to take that from you. You don't need to carry that lie anymore. You don't need to carry that shame anymore. You don't need to carry that condemnation anymore. Give it to the Lord. Maybe you find yourself in a wilderness and you're waiting and you're wondering, God, why am I here? If that's you, would you just say, God, I'm, I'm all ears right now. You've got my attention. And I want to see what you want me to see. I want you to work in my heart and change me from the inside out in preparation for the next phase that you've got for me. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to stay in the desert any longer than I have to. God, show me what you want me to see. You can have me. God, I pray for the faith to believe that you have a comeback in store. That Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 is true. That it says the hymn to you, God, who is in, able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to your power that has worked within us. To you be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus through all generations. Amen. That God, that that promise is true for us. That we are your people. We are your church. And God, as we make breakthroughs with you, the living God, that you will get glory from our lives. Lord, I want to I want to ask for you to speak to the person that says the breakthrough I need is is I need a relationship with God. I mean, I I talk about him or I've heard about him and I talk about God in the third person, but I, I don't know him personally. I, I don't I can't say I have a relationship with him. Your breakthrough today is to put your faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the greatest comeback that has ever happened. God's rescue mission for the souls of for humanity and for your soul started with Jesus entering this world and going to a cross. And tragically, he died. His body was broken and punctured. And it lay cold and dead on a stone for a day and for a second day. But thanks be to God on the third day, the comeback happened. And Jesus breathed. He came back to life. The God of heaven restored him and gave him life. He defeated the sin that keeps us from God. And he took the death sentence that you and I deserve so that you and I can come by faith in Jesus back to God. If you need that today, you've never said yes to a relationship with God through Jesus. He's saying, will you take me now? Will you confess to me your sin? Say, God, I have blown it. I am broken. And I need forgiveness that can only come through Jesus. And I receive him as my savior and I take him as the leader of my life because I want to know you and I want to follow you.
God, we thank you that you're the author of comebacks. I pray that we never get bored of hearing you tell that story over and over and over again, that you're the one who redeems those who are lost and restores those who are broken. We thank you that that's who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. And we're going to do a beautiful song about a breakthrough here in just a second. But before we do, I, just on a personal note, I want to say this, this year hasn't been easy for anybody, I know, and um, myself included. I mean, it's affected our church, but I think uh, greater respect. I mean, just missing people that used to be a part of our fellowship and um, having people in the hospital right now in our church that are battling COVID. My brother has COVID. My sister's in the hospital with COVID. I mean, it's, it's affected me on a personal level, just like it has you. But uh, that isn't the most heartbreaking thing for me this past year. And I want to show you what I mean. It's this place right here. Um, 2020, we, we baptized five people. And I thank Jesus Christ, but it was only five people. And I just got to be honest, our church is used to baptizing four, five, six times that in a year. And, and it just breaks my heart to know that we are missing out on reaching people for Jesus Christ. It breaks my heart to know that there is suffering happening out there, and yet for some reason we're not seeing that translate into life change. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care about our numbers so we can brag to anybody. That's not what this is about. This is a rite of passage where somebody has a breakthrough with the living God and he comes into their life and he saves them from their sin and they're born again in Jesus Christ. And we get to come to this place and celebrate that monumental moment and we rejoice with them. We've been told to go make disciples of all nations. That is teaching them and telling them about Jesus, them accepting him, them being baptized into our church family, and then teaching them to obey all that Jesus has commanded them. Guys, can I tell you something? God says, I see you, but crossroads, he says, I send you. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I've let 2020 be an excuse for five baptisms, but it's not a good excuse anymore. I believe God has a breakthrough for that. I want to see this place active over and over again as God tells comeback story after comeback story here at Crossroads. Pray with me one more time about that. Father, if, if a lost and dying world missing out on you breaks our heart, I can only imagine what it does to yours. And Father, I confess that it has been easy to let everything else going on in this world distract us from the most important mission we could ever have, seeing people rescued from an eternity of suffering into a life knowing you and your joy. God, I pray that this place would be an active place, not for anyone else's glory, but for yours. God, would you allow us to reach people for you this year and see them baptized into a family of believers, our fame, but for your fond to become your disciples that reach others for you, not for our fame, but for your fame. God, send us into the suffering for you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.